0: Oh my goodness, it we was were terrifying. It was great. We lost. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> oh, three fear oh, away, oh, man. Three have... fear. Three freaking fear.
2: <laughs> Welcome to the Kindred Spirit Podcast, a show
0: all about the board game Spirit Island. Here we'll talk about analytics and strategies within the game, as well as a plethora of other topics that can be found within it. Today we kick off our Adversary Series with our analysis of Russia! Soviet
3: Russia! Yeah! Here we go!
2: Привет, comrade! Время пришло!
3: Alrighty! Oh, hey! My, it was my turn to say it.
0: Nunny, you flipped the script. <laughs> it is I, it is I. <laughs> Alrighty, well, welcome to our long-awaited and infamously notorious Adversary Series. Woo-hoo! We're finally starting it. <clears throat> Here we go. And so, this is a series where we are going to go and look at each of the adversaries one by one. And we are going to also make our own comments with our own opinions on them. But we are going to look at all of what you had to say
2: as yes. well.
0: Yes. So, i I am very excited to get this whole thing underway, and so...
3: Talk about starting with a bang. Russia, we're jumping into the deep end here. They are tough. Eleven difficulty? Oh my gosh, yeah, when fully maxed out. Good night.
0: So, let's get into it. Russia, let's learn a little bit about them. The Tsardom of Russia has long been an agricultural and technologically backward state, but all that has begun to change with the rule of Peter I. Desperate for an ice-free port in the north to supplement the frequently frozen harbor of Arkhangelsk and hemmed in to the west by the powerful kingdoms of Sweden and Prussia, Peter I committed aggressively to the Northern Alliance begun by his grandfather Michael I, sending poorly trained but massive armies to assist the continental wars against France and Spain. In exchange, Sweden ceded Russia a portion of the Merman coast, mm. and Peter built a new northern capital and seaport at St. Petersburg at the ice-free Kola Bay on the Arctic Ocean. This gave Russia free access to the North Sea throughout the year and led to a substantial increase in Russian shipping and shipbuilding. At the time, Peter expanded Russia eastward. Cossack explorers had already reached the Pacific coast by the year of Peter's birth in 1672, and Peter sent new Larger waves of settlers along the Arctic coast to swell the populations in these eastern lands. The Tsardom of Russia is the newest colonial power in Europe. Having recently emerged as a fledgling naval power, given their control of a massive population as well as the vast lands of Siberia, Russia has no need for additional population or land. Instead, the early Russian colonies have focused on the rapid exploitation of natural resources that require minimal infrastructure to extract, notably furs and ivory. Mm. So there is the lore behind Russia in the timeline of Spirit Island. The rulebook is here to advise the players that this ad. Adver- is notably easier for spirits that can prevent explorers from entering the game. So I can see Finder here with isolation, Downpour, Downpour with isolation, Keeper, Keeper with all of the Wilds, Wilds tokens, or for spirits that have good explorer control. Once again, Finder has good control, but there's a lot of characters out there that sure. have decent control, yep. like River, River. and Thanks. even Bowden as well. Oh yeah, in that one very specific instance, anyway. And also spirits that can do damage to each invader will do well so this can be once again river mist also is one of these kind of characters however this adversary is notably harder for spirits that have a hard time controlling explorers so anyone that has low control opportunities ain't gonna do so well however there is one thing i'd like to note and that is the fact that at russia level 2 beyond whenever you would go and destroy an explorer we will get into this in a second. You move them instead, generating one fear. Which means that if you can do some damage,
3: you can get some explorer control. Kind of indirectly, but a little bit helpful there. So the difficult part is, like we've experienced, fear can be your detriment if you go through the fear deck too fast.
0: Yes, the fact that higher levels of Russia can hide their own cards in the fear deck. Which means that they have fun little nasty surprises for you. But still, this is one of those darned if you do, darned if you yeah, don't kind of like
3: things. Yeah, because
0: fear good. is the very thing you need in every game to win yet at the same time they have some fun little bombs waiting for you to blow up in your face so anyway those are the spirits to whom the rule book suggests for both yay and nay but let's go and examine russia themselves what do they do what do they bring to the table well first off russia has an additional loss condition not every adversary has this at the moment there are only two adversaries oh. that do not "Not!" Brandon? Brandenburg, Prussia, and Sweden also doesn't add any additional loss conditions. However, all the rest do. So, Russia, their additional loss condition for just simply being on the field, doesn't it matter what level you have them on, just simply being there, they have a loss condition called Hunters Swarm the Island. Put any beast destroyed by the adversary on this card. Then, if there are ever more beasts on this card than there are on the island, the invaders win. As we will describe pretty soon, here, Russia actually goes and hunts down beasts, which is not normal. And if they can kill enough beasts, they can actually win the game right then and there, regardless of any other condition. So, that is one thing that's kind of interesting. This is a hunting faction. Interesting. Furthermore, their escalation effect is called Stalk the Predators. When they do their escalation effects on all the Stage 2 cards, on each board, add two explorers total among lands with a beast in it. If you can't do this, instead add two explorers among lands with beast on a different board. Mm. So they are looking for the beasts and they are hunting them
3: down, spawning extra explorers. And Russia's explorers are very, very bad. And when it says add to, that's not explore, so not even downpour or finder can isolate, right? Right,
0: that's not an explore. It says, yeah. bink, Adam.
3: They're just there.
0: They're just there. They w- so it's not like stopping an invader action. They yeah. Beep boop, here no. I am. it's like, they have to be added. Uh, Ugh. Anyway, you will quickly learn that the thing that's crazy about Russia is that their explorers are the big problem. Some adversaries have really bad buildings. Mm -hmm. Like, England buffs the health of buildings, where Sweden buffs the damage of buildings. Well, those are certain building effects, but this is a faction that focuses on explorers, which is kind of really easy to predict. I called that a mile away. You did say that. I was like, oh my goodness, Russia's going to have nothing but explorers. Because they're all
1: about the people. They're always about the people. I thought that they
0: wouldn't be hunters. I thought that they were just going to spam them. Like, oh, Russia is known for a billion people. Right. So let's go and just spam the field with France, a billion explorers. The
3: adversary France kind of already adds double explorers to right. an explorer. So maybe they just don't want to repeat that. I think that as well as if they didn't have
0: something unique with their explorers, then they would be too easy to kill with characters that do one damage to each invader. Right. Because then Raging Storm will be like, haha, pow. They're like, all gone. Oh no, they added like what, five? explorers, all dead. Hang on. We got to get to... So, at base difficulty, they are at difficulty one. Hasberg, for instance, at their base difficulty, they're level two. So Russia at base is only level one. So you will increase the difficulty of your game by one if you want to numerically chart your games by how difficult they were and you want to score them accordingly. So that is without any of the levels. So let's go and describe what happens on the various levels.
3: Let's get into level one. It is called Hunters Seek Shell and Hide. During setup, on each board, add a beast. Nice. Hey. And one explorer. Uh-oh. To the highest numbered land without buildings, during play, explorers do plus one damage. When Ravage adds blight to a land, including Cascades, destroy one beast in that land. So this is where it really changes things. (laughs) The foundation
0: of the nation's identity comes here. Also, they have an additional fear card for level three. Oh dear. So level one is a difficulty three and it cements what their basics are, which are... Explorers do two damage.
3: Always. They're towns. They're towns now.
0: Yep, they're basically towns. Explorers still have one health, thank goodness. But the problem is a lone explorer unattended will now blight a land. How
3: often do we like, oh, we don't have to worry about the land to right. ravage. Because just one it's explorer. just a lonely explorer. It changes everything. We're basically yeah. a lot more lands now. Yeah. Uh. Uh, and if you don't have a beast user yeah. who can spit out more beast tokens, this pelt thing where they destroy the beast with the cascades, that really Is
0: hurts. ridiculously hard card, because if you don't have any beast users,
3: at game start, you're gonna have two beasts per
0: board. It's gonna be very easy for them to find those beasts and hunt them down very
3: quickly if you don't have someone else to also add additional beasts. Especially if it's solo play, especially, like you're saying, if you're not using beasts.
0: Furthermore, not only do they get to add additional explorers and add additional beasts during the setup, but, as we described, explorers do two damage, but when Ravage happens, Blight now destroys beasts. everything. That is something that completely changes the game because beasts have always been immune. Bad guys don't come after them. That's why you like sharp fangs. One of the reasons why I love sharp fangs is because invaders will go after Dahan, but they won't go after beasts mm-hmm. naturally. The only way to lose beasts is with an event or a That was the only way. Way for you to sacrifice your own beasts with the power, on purpose. Yeah. But you are doing that. And you are aware of that. Now though, if you do nothing, beasts will still die. So so you have to protect yourself and you have to protect your Dahan and you have to protect your beast.
3: It's like a video game when you have to like escort someone. Yeah, so yeah. stupid
1: person <laughs> escort mission. I hate
3: the escort missions because you're just like, I just have to worry about my own health in a shooter video game or something. Yeah. When I have to care about someone
0: else, that hurts. I hate it. It's the worst. And the worst is when you have to do like a follow mission where you have to tail them. Oh, yeah. Or there's a friendly NPC and their movement speed is faster than you can walk, but it's slower than you can run. So they're running at like this medium speed, and when you're walking, they get ahead of you. But when you're running, you
3: leave them behind. And NPCs are always so dumb. I like, know! I'll run out into the middle of the fire. I'm like, what
0: are you doing? Oh my word! Anyone who played Resident Evil Four knows exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, I'm fine. Anyway, anyway, so that's level one. Level two. Oh, the... that was just level one. That was level okay, one. Okay, yep. I'm going home. I'm scared. <laughs> I like how their difficulty goes from one to three when they go from base to level one. Just like that. At level one the difficulty increases by two. All right. So now going to level two, the difficulty increases by one. So now they are at difficulty four at level two. They add another fear card to the deck. So now it has 11. You acquire the next trait. This one is another very identity defining trait with this country. Yeah. A sense for impending disaster. I hate this one. The first time each action would destroy an explorer. If possible, one of those explorers is instead pushed. One fear when you do so. (sighs) <sighs> oh okay the this reason is, why this one is so bad this is, because, is the facepalm palm of just oh like oh my gosh they won't leave they don't leave what this means is when you kill explorers if you're killing one of them they move instead now granted this is a double-edged sword where on the bad side you don't kill them but on the good side you get more fear yes that is true unfortunately they are adding additional fear cards <laughs> to the deck but we played a game where we were getting so much fear for explorer quote-unquote destruction now they Thankfully, how it works is if there are multiple explorers in a land. Let's say I had four explorers in a land and I use suffocating shroud with mist to go and do one damage to each invader, let's say. Well, what would happen is if I do one damage to each invader, all of them die except for one. So three of them die just like normal. But Mm -hmm. that last one will get pushed somewhere else instead and we will generate a fear. So that is what happens. In general, what this means is you will be killing less but generating more fear. This is what I was referring to with if you don't have someone who can control explorers, but you have someone who can do damage, you can actually get control from it. Why? Because instead of killing them, you push them instead.
3: Yeah, it's a weird way to do
0: control. It's weird. And one thing that's very weird is if oceans are are in play, you can shove multiple explorers onto the ocean. Ha, ha. However, all but one of them will drown and he will swim back to shore what? generating a fear. Those I know. Soviets! <laughs>
2: it's the worst. I've come back stronger. <laughs> it's like, come on! <laughs>
0: Stop it!
2: So,
3: all but one die, but that one will come back to shore and be like, ooh! Ooh, you could do suffocating shroud on a coastal land. He gets pushed mm-hmm. and then push them into the ocean. Ha!
0: And then it's uh, once per action. So drowning would be the like no! next. They always come home. I'm Those sorry, Russians. <laughs> the thing that is so annoying is that it says the first time each action. You're right. So if you would have something that would go and be like, "Hey man, I have a card that moves him. You have a card that kills him. Well, I also have a card that kills him. Sorry, you're just going to keep moving that guy. Just
3: moving him around.
0: You're going to be shuffling them around, but you are going to be generating fear. So, like I said, there's They're a thumbs either. up and a yep. thumbs down effect as well. So there they are
3: at level two, level three. They ratchet it up to difficulty six, and Whoa. their fear cards kind of get shuffled around. It was four, three, four. Now it's four, four, three. Mm. Still 11 fear cards, but now they're front ended. That's interesting. It is. I actually haven't noticed it before. Yeah. Level three, competition among hunters. Ravage cards also match lands with three or more explorers. If the land already matched the Ravage card, it still ravages just once. Thankfully, for that
0: second part, they don't get an extra Ravage action out of this, but the thing that's so vomit-inducing is that if they have three or more Explorers in a land, they will also Ravage in that land,
3: even if the Ravage card didn't originally say so. So, Ryan, this is why I still struggle with Control Spirits being quote-unquote good, because, say, River wants to push... I know! Or Finder! Or Finder wants to push people into a land. If there's three Explorers, Finder didn't do anything better. It's still gonna Ravage. Right! This is a
0: anti-control... Yeah! and uh, it's so annoying because are you can't cons- congregate Russians you explorers you can't have kill sites because that will also ravage or if you are going to have a kill site have just one just
3: but that's so what? hard
0: i know it could be really difficult finder can pull that off
3: sure but uh, it's river, not gonna be so easy for, river would struggle
0: right. yeah travel river can do it a little bit better than base river good point but still
3: oh i think this is another defining one because we had just played yeah. this game and we're always looking like okay there's just two explorers there we're okay right we always had to keep a mindful eye of three explorers in a land right
0: so, at level 4, their difficulty increases by 1 to 7 difficulty, Okay, and they gain another fear card. Nice. So now they have 12 fear cards, and it's just evenly distributed, four, four, four 4, for terror levels 1, 2, and 3, respectively. They acquire the trait Accelerated Exploitation. When making the invader deck, put one stage three card after each stage two card, which means that the new deck order looks like this. You have three ones, then two, three, two, three, two, three, two, three, three. So this what, really speeds them up. What this does is you still have your first three level one invader cards. That's unchanged. But the majority of the level three escalation invader cards are now intermingled with the twos. So you alternate 2, three, two, three, two, three, yeah. two, three. Luckily, this is an effect that you don't have to remember from turn to turn. It's a setup. And I like that. Right. So what this means is once you have reached stage two, every other turn, they're going to one land, two lands, mm-hmm. one land, two lands, one land, two lands. Like I said, luckily, this isn't the hardest thing to remember because the cards will simply be oriented in a yeah. very specific way, but
3: these guys will be going to multiple lands a lot. This is what's tough for me. You are either getting the stage two escalation with which I hate, or they're doing level three invader deck. Right. So it's like, which one do I want? The escalation or do I want them ravaging in two lanes? In a weird
0: way, you're not going to be getting the escalation every turn back to back. True. But you are prolonging how often you're getting it. You're spacing it out. You know, some adversaries, when you get all four level twos, it's like, all right, that's just four escalations in a row. I'm tired of it. I am so sick of these
3: escalations, but at least they're all... Done. That happens to me with England. It's like, okay, right. they're not doing that extra build. Right. And of
0: course, I know that if you get the Coastal Land card, you don't get the Escalation, so True. it's three in that case, but you don't know if you're going to get that card. But either way, at level four, they simply alternate between going one land, two lands, one land, two lands,
3: one land, two lands. Even when it's one land, if you have three Explorers, hey, look. they're gonna, Ravaging. They're Ravaging in they two lands. They have a lot of avenues
0: for extra damage, seeing how their Explorers do two damage, and they have more avenues for more Ravage actions, because if three Explorers by the way, it's not a lot, people. No. And when you kill them, one of them's moving. And the thing is, you're going to want to have some lands clear, which means that you're going to congregate these
3: guys a little bit easier and a little bit more often than you initially thought you were. Because they're not leaving the board, it's so difficult to get rid of these explorers. There are always just at least one, like you're saying, staying on there, and then they're exploring. Mm. And then all of a sudden, it's stage three explorers. So now they're exploring to two lands. Yes. And now they're still not leaving. It's just you keep hitting hit the head with it. just get to level five. Okay, level five. <laughs> Level five, it is nine difficulty. We go to 13 fear cards. Four, five,
1: four.
3: It is called Entrenched in the Face of Fear. Put an unused stage two invader card under the top three fear cards. This is the first we've ever had to do this. And an unused stage three card under the top seven fear cards. When one is revealed, immediately place it in the build space face up oh ryan hey they get oh, more additional ryan. builds oh no <laughs> this is what really kind of broke our back when we played this oh my god this was all of a sudden <laughs> because we, we were going through the fear deck so fast we'll talk about our game but oh, we got to this stage oh, my the Stage 2 Invader card was revealed pretty quickly for us. <laughs> right, so here's the
0: thing where if you can read between the lines, you'll just vomit. And I barfed when I saw this. Not literally, but just mentally. I was like, Bleh. Yep, <laughs> it was gross. So look what it says. It says put an unused Stage 2 card and an unused Stage 3 card. Answer me this, Johnny boy. I'm listening. How many unused cards from each Escalation deck are there? One. One! So, if we put that one in the deck, what does that mean for how many stage two and three cards they use against you? We're getting all of them! Every single one! (laughs) It does not matter which one you shuffle out. It just changes when they happen. (laughs) Russia uses every single invader card except for one, which is a stage one card. Yay. They're using every single freaking invader card against you. <laughs>
3: and it's being stacked Ooh. on top of the build that was already oh happening in the first place. When we had our additional
0: stage three card oh, come tell in. tell them what happened. <laughs> <laughs> You're like laughing uh. hysterically. <laughs> <laughs> and the laughter turns
2: to tears. Yeah, was...
0: So in the build location space on the board, we had a stage three card. So it was going to two lands already. So we had two level three cards in the build spot. One was Wetlands Jungles, the other one was Mountain Sand. So they built in every land and then they ravaged
3: it in every land? <laughs>
0: Is that what you're saying? Guys, they were literally building in every single land. And the next turn, they were attacking in every single land. Try defending in, in every, every land. single land in that game. We were like, oh my word, only the oceans are safe. <laughs> <laughs> Can
3: we, we're sea monsters. Can we swim out there? Oh no, we got and nerfed it, in Jagged Earth. <laughs> <laughs> it's only eight fear now,
0: Capped. And if you were doing Russia and Scotland combo with Bilgewater, then literally every single land is under attack. And the oceans are under attack. Dude,
3: how do people do multiple adversaries? I don't, okay. I'm sorry. I don't. Uh, uh, y'all
0: crazy. I don't know. The guys on Discord are doing it every day. But that's like my hat.
3: <laughs>
0: Tip of the hat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible day for rain. It's not raining.
1: Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're crazy.
0: I'll salute all of our boys and girls and any in-between in blue that are fighting for our
3: freedom against the double adversaries. Yeah, respect. Man, respect. So,
0: oh, what this means... We this... also
3: had one where it came up as a coastal land. Oh, so yes. We had a wetland already... That was our in the... stage two card. Okay, so we had the wetlands already in the build, build space, space. And, and then, then coastal land showed up. Coastal land. Unfortunately nice. for
0: me, I was on D-board with two
1: coastal
3: wetlands. <laughs> Boy, did we have fun with this one, (laughs) y'all. Oh, you're just
0: twisting that knife. Last so, one, last one. So, really quick Entrench in the Face of Fear, they're level five. The reason why this one is so crazy is not only do they get extra builds, but they put this unsavory surprise in the Fear deck, mm-hmm. which means the faster you get through the Fear deck, the faster they scale in their own escalation against you. So, it's really annoying when you're like, haha, Fear card. Oh. <laughs> and there's a bomb in your face. And you're just like, really? Come on, the Fear deck was such a source of happiness for me. Why did you have to really? go? <laughs> Ruined, oh, it. It? They ruined it. ruined <laughs> it. All right. Last but not least, at level six, they are at difficulty 11, Whoa. which is the highest for a single adversary, if I am not mistaken. They have 14. Count them up. 14 fear cards. Is Scotland the next highest? This is tied for the second most fear cards. Only Scotland surpasses this number at 16. There's However, Scots. this is 14 fear cards, and this is a 554, five, which means you have to get five of them in terror level one, five of them in terror level two, and only four in terror level three. So, luckily, once you get past terror levels one and two, it gets just a wee little bit easier. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't know why I switched to Irish when my <laughs> brain is traumatized. <laughs> crazy. Stay with me Ryan Ugh. Hey at least in Russia's case They're actually helping you with fear generation As weird as that sounds because when you kill Explorers they yeah. give you extra fear Anyway, <clears throat> 14 fear cards And they acquire the trait called Pressure for fast profit After the ravage step of turn 2 plus which just means after Turn 2 on each board Where no blight entered In the land that has the most Explorers Add one explorer and a town. So this means that... Just keep that bringing them in. If you did your job and you succeeded and you're like, ha-ha, I was able to protect my land
3: perfectly. Which happened multiple times for us.
1: It right? like, did. nice! Like, yeah! Wait. No,
2: the game <laughs> punishes you for winning.
0: So you add an explorer and a town if you did your job.
3: So I want to talk to the person who wrote... <laughs> <laughs> Whoever wrote up that little blurb in the Earth rulebook... And why do you hate me so much? <laughs> <laughs> hey, spirits that have Wilds tokens or Isolation do really well again. No, they don't! <laughs> because level six just adds them, and then the Escalation oh just adds them. They don't care about Wilds
1: tokens. No. So. so
0: you
3: can see now that
0: Russia has a wonderfully equipped array to take on pretty much anyone. Yeah. Are you a player that is really good at stopping Blight? Sorry, get punished. Are you really good with killing explorers and hiding them away and congregating them up in areas so that there's only a few problem lands? I'm a river main. Sorry, punish. No! Oh, I'm sorry, do you like to kill explorers? Punish. What about bringers of dreams and nightmares? Just punish all around.
1: (laughs) Triple punish.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Do you like to use beasts and have them stay on the field for a while? Punish.
1: Headshot.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Are you a fear spirit and you like to really generate all these fear cards? Punish. Kill <laughs>
1: Like, <laughs> oh, Kill him in jail. Kill Jack. Yeah. Kill Jackular. Oh, Russia
3: is hard, guys. But this then there's is... Lure, and Lure's just like... Hi guys, I'm really good against
0: them. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to get to that in a little bit. And all this to say that in addition to the fact that they are adding new build cards and they're changing the way that the invader deck is structured so that you're doing alternate between two lands, one land, two land, one land, two land, one land. This can be really hard, especially for newer players, because if you are
3: accustomed to just the normal escalations of the bad guys, this is going to seem a lot faster. Oh yeah, it seemed a lot faster for me and we've had hundreds is a place
0: i would not recommend this for a new player remember how everyone when we were adolescents and children in this mortal life on earth we all eventually grew up or are still in the process of growing up if you are an adult you have learned this truth life sucks and it's hard (laughs) life's hard kid wear a helmet so if you want the innocence of adolescence do not play Russia. If you are ready to live in the real world, or you already do, then you may as well play Russia and be like, hey, did you have a hard day of work?
3: Have a hard day of play, too. <laughs> it's like, Bane, you merely adopted the dog. I
1: was born and its molded mine. It.
0: <laughs> However, of course, as it is also in life, the harder the difficulty, the greater the challenge, the better the enjoyment yes. for
3: conquering them. What was nice is, I don't think their rules are hard to follow. As we were playing the game. Yes. It makes sense to a me. A lot of their effects only happen in setup. Yeah. So for instance, half of their level one thing is
0: just during setup. Yep. Then the accelerated exploitation, that is a setup thing. Entrench in the face of fear, that's just a setup thing. So the only thing you actually have to remember is beasts will get killed by ravages now. Then explorers do two damage. Then they're harder to kill. When you would kill them, you simply generate a fear and you push them instead. They attack in lands that have three or more explorers, and if you blight, then you're fine. Nothing extra. But if you didn't blight, add a town and add an explorer. I don't know, it made sense to me while we're doing it. Yeah. It kind of flowed well. (laughs) Although there's actually not a whole lot of things we list like six things. <laughs> but for some reason, all was like hand in hand. We're like, okay, it made we're focused on explorers. Yeah, it seemed, the theme seemed fine because, like I said, a lot of these yeah. things are just set up. Brandenburg Prussia, by the way, one of the reasons why they are so easy, as okay. far as easy to understand, is the vast majority of all of their difficulty things are simply because of the fact that their setup is
3: different. Yeah, and then just look for the escalation little right. symbol.
0: Fear cards change yeah. and just the order of which the escalation which is, which cards come. Set up. In. Yeah. yeah. So there is Russia and how they work and everything else they do on paper. So, as of literal seconds before we started the recording of this particular episode, we went and did our own game against the highest level Russia that we could. We did fully maxed out level 6 Russia with events, which if you know me, I hate events, but... I don't know. The events were actually kind of helpful this time. They were 90% of them really good. And that has never happened yeah, to me. I have d- never had this amount of luck. You stepped with- the deck. <laughs> Or mm-hmm. good, shuffles, good <laughs> shuffle. <laughs> with event cards. Now, I'm curious. With the events that we had, is that the kind of representation of event cards that you see in all of your games? I think... They have never been this good for it's me. It's
3: never been that good. Never been this but good. But I notice when I'm using token spirits, yeah, say the Vengeance, the Beastie well, Boy... Well,
0: token users will be able to use event cards better.
3: So I prefer them much, much more when I'm using token spirits. Like when many minds... Bro, sp- we
0: didn't get a single Strife or disease one. Mostly we All, all beast. of them were beasts. Were they all beasts? They were
3: all beasts. And for many minds, that helps because I, quote unquote, wasn't doing damage, but the events were making my beasts and your beasts do damage. So we were doing a two player game. Oh, so yeah. Two sorry. spirits. Spoilers.
0: <laughs> I was sharp fangs behind the leaves. I was many minds move as one. So we finally did one of our silly theme lists, oh, which so was fun. Beast Bros. Beast Bros. Woo-hoo. A long time ago, we thought that pairing sharp Fangs behind the leaves and many minds move as one would be an excellent combo. Oh my goodness, it was terrifying! It was great. We lost. Three oh, fear oh, away, oh, man. Three have... fear. Three freaking fear. <laughs> I'm sorry, headphone
1: users. Oh, we got so close. Oh, we we're
0: so close. We were so close. And we will describe this and prove this point over the next half hour. But we literally did everything that was required to win. And the cards, the fear cards, let us down.
2: Mm. But
0: I am actually quite okay with this loss because it actually doesn't feel it like a like, loss. It was like the we best did loss I've had.
3: Really freaking. I was playing so hard we did so good <laughs> so good
0: that i am really proud of us it was tough like paul rudd look at us look at us no look at us 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 we were doing about a fear
3: card a turn yes sometimes at even least, more at, at least at a fear card. card oh my gosh i forgot how scary both of them are together
0: i don't oh know. goodness
3: and it- we had some
0: clutch fear cards and events in the mid game scapegoats Scapegoats got a six fear. I believe it was. How did we
3: still lose with Scapegoats? Now I'm embarrassed. It's usually insta-win.
0: Unfortunately, we got demoralized as well, which is one of my favorite fear cards, but we got it early. We got some of the good ones early. Scapegoats, we got early too. I hate getting demoralized early. Demoralized is defend one in all lands, or defend two in all lands, or defend three in all lands, depending on what terror level you're at. Mm. We got it at terror level one.
3: It did help us in one spot.
0: However, we did get Scapegoats at level two, which was pretty good. Scapegoats at level three, is my preference of course but it is the best it's kind of funny what's that one fear card that actually gets worse with the progressing terror levels is that trade suffers i think it is oh well that's just my opinion though i'll look that up later okay but it is a pretty much understood statement that most fear cards get better from terror level one to two to three but oh my goodness when you see defend three in all lands you're like oh i want that sorry you're at level one (laughs) like you look at what you have but you also look at what you could have had and you're like oh but the positive, optimistic emotion I'm walking away with this game with was, I honestly thought that was going to be harder. Because that it was, was that dang hard. Russia's considered, like, the hardest
3: single adversary. They're the new baddie. They've kind of knocked right. England out of we the We took
0: yeah. them on without lure. And like I said, we'll explain this. We did all that we could to win, and would have done so if it weren't for some really flubber fear cards at the end. So now let's go and explain... The- various things that happen. Well, guys, I really do think that many mines and sharp fangs are really good. Good combo both together on. normally, but
3: they fare very well against Russia. That's true. I like them mechanically and thematically. I yeah. liked working. I was pulling some of your beasts. You were pulling some of mine. I needed the beasts for defense. We were generating fear. It was just the swarm army. Oh, dude, it was
0: so great. They were we beasts. had so many beasts on the
3: field. Well, they were like bees. Or wasps, but then For they were turned into
0: jaguars or something, <laughs> yeah. right? For you, you were using small critters. Yeah. I was using
1: large
3: beasts. Well, he had some good card drafts too. Oh my goodness, we had some fantastic. Fantastic cards. I picked up pretty early Prowling Panthers, which is yes. a slow power, but it has the elements I needed because it has that animal element. Mm-hmm. It targets mountains or jungles, which I feel like they were going to our jungles a lot, so that proved to be useful. Mm-hmm. We did up, have a lot of clear sands and mountains, in the Yeah, they barely went to the mountains. That's true. The first option, you can just generate one fear and add a beast token, which I use a couple times. I love this one. For fangs, I love this card. And then flip it. If Targetland has a beast, which most of mine did, right. destroy and explore slash town. Mm-hmm. So this kind of made me a little more potent because this was my actually only like damage card. Right. Well, well, it was a minor. I had to pick it up.
0: And that's true because many mines actually doesn't have any way to do damage. Yeah, this is So my this only was way. actually
3: really huge for you. It was great. It helps It's me fantastic out. and it has the elements you need. Yeah. It was everything I needed. What about yours?
0: Oh my goodness.
3: All throughout this game
0: I had fantastic card draws. So I have mentioned this point in past episodes and I will do so again now. When we get to the analysis of various spirits, we are going to go and look at a plethora of things. One of the things we're going to look for and talk about are what we personally think are the absolute best cards, whether they be minor cards, major cards, for all the various spirits. Just absolute perfect cards. And you've heard us talk about it. Jungle hungers for green and tsunami for ocean, that kind of thing. Yeah. I got several of these cards for my sharp fangs. The first one I got was inflame the fires of life. Now this is a slow power costing one energy. It does require you to have a sacred site. Now I don't really usually play fangs as a sacred site user. However, they are flexible enough to make sacred sites. So it's not impossible and it can target any land And it says, add a disease or add a strife and one fear. However, if you have three animal elements, you may do both. Which means that you can do a strife and a disease and a fear. So this is a wonderful nugget of like a little bit of everything. You prevent one guy from doing damage, you prevent a build from happening, and you get a fear. However, what really catapults this into perfect, like the zen, ah, perfect thing for Fangs is because it gives you four elements. It gives you moon, fire, plant, An Animal. Huh. Literally, (laughs) all four of those are used and dramatically cherished by Sharp Fangs. Not a single one of those goes to waste. And not a single one is extra or unneeded. The Plant and the Animal are very nice to have, of course, for your Ranging Hunt innate power. But specifically, the Moon and the Fire. Mm. Moon, not so much, but Sharp Fangs only has one card in their hand that has a fire element with prey on the Builders. However, The level two, the maximum level of Frenzied Assault requires two fire, which means you are going to have to find another fire card out there. Hey, look what you found. This gives you one of every single element you need. So the reason why Inflame the Fires of Life is so good is even though it doesn't really do a whole lot with beasts, it allows you to get every single element you need, and because you as fangs are going to have a ton of animal elements, you are going to be able to do both of those effects, which is add a disease, add a strife, and get a fear. It didn't end there, though, because I went and kept going, and I found Savage Maw Beasts. Ooh. I think this card usually would be a little bit more thematically appropriate for many minds, but this is definitely a beast using card. It is a slow power that is free. That is really nice, because free cards are very nice for Sharp Fangs, because Sharp Fangs gets a lot of card play, but doesn't have the best energy, so getting cheap cards is very nice. Same with many minds. I was trying to look for cheapo right. cards. I think many minds can use this easier, because this is a Sacred Sight requiring card. Card Just like the last one I described was, but it says from range one of a sacred site If target land is jungle or wetland one fear and one damage Then if you have three animal elements you get another damage by the way This card gives you two elements fire and animal Fire is the most critical for sharp fangs, but the animal is also quite nice. So, with the fact that you will pretty much always, always have three animal elements, this allows you to, if it's a jungle or wetland, one fear, two damage. Not the craziest card, but it is for free. Oh, yeah. And that's always very nice. It has elements that you need. Oh, yeah. I was very glad
3: to get that one. Wait, Ah. I got Quicken the Earth Struggles. Yeah. (laughs) I like this one because you were talking about me making sacred sites, which Mm. many minds does so I can get my presence to become beasts when they have a sacred site. So, Quicken the Earth Struggles is... Rain zero, and you need a sacred site, and you're usually like, Blair, But, many minds <laughs> can travel so easily, because I can yeah. gather and push oh, yeah. beasts so much. So I'm moving my presence, my sacred site, which are basically beasts, and I was able to defend ten. And I often paired it with my unique power, guide the way, and feather wings, I would shuffle to Han along with them. So I was mm-hmm. moving this beast slash Dahan army, and they were doing my fighting for me. That's awesome. It was cool. As our threat got more and more perilous,
0: and as Russia was increasing in their number of towns and cities. Which, by the way, in the early game, we had a really good... I'm like, this seems easy. We had a vice grip on them. We were doing really good. We were generating fear. We kept them to like one blight for the first few turns. Yeah, first three ravages, no blights. Not at all. We were were doing doing really great. The thing that really was unfortunate, though, was those stage three escalation cards coming, Yep, and then they went going to coastal lands and wetlands. But I had two coastal wetlands, so they built twice. When that
3: fear card revealed the invader cards, I think that's when the game took a turn.
0: That's when it started taking a turn, and they started to really put a lot of bad guys. They had a, what I would consider, a normal amount of people, yeah. and then very quickly, in the span of, like, one
3: turn, they went, and for me, on my board, they built three cities.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and they kind of lulled us to <laughs> sleep. We're
3: like, okay, this is not so bad. And then all of a sudden, like, Surprise! white plastic everywhere. Uh. It was terrible. Uh. Anyway, so... You went for major.
0: I did. And so one thing that was interesting is the card Teeth Gleam from Darkness is a card that Sharp Fang starts with that gives you a choice of one of two things. You can either add one beast and get a fear, or if target land has both invaders and beasts in it, three fear. So I would love to do both, but you can't, so you have to choose. Either add a beast and get a fear, or just generate three fear. That card kind
3: of reminds me of one of Green's cards where you can get Very th- much so. You can get three Overgoing fear. Overgo Midnight. Yes. Yep, either three fear or... Add a presence, I add think. Add a presence, Yeah, yep. it seems very similar. Very similar,
0: yep. So I usually play this card for the first one, because in early game and mid game... We're trying to get beasts out there. I want beasts. Me and it too. does give you a little bit of fear, but Sharp Fangs needs beasts. Oh,
3: so badly. Who are you telling?
0: Oh, I so badly. <laughs> So I only ever use this card's second effect, usually in the late game. Mm-hmm. This time, however, I started using this one in the mid game. <laughs> so I was using this one for fear, 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 because having a beast in a land that also has invaders in it was quite easy. <laughs> yeah, it was. Anyway, so in line with the fact that I was changing my strategy from less prevention and less stopping strategies and more towards just damage fear, damage fear, damage fear. John and I both transitioned from, eh, ah, that's uh, worrying about stopping things. That's just damage fear. Damage, damage fear, fear. Damage fear. So, I went for a major in the mid game. I usually only go for majors in the late game. Sometimes so you never go for majors. It is quite common for me, and especially with Fangs. Yeah. However, I think that that is something I need to do a little bit more often, though, is make that transition from minors to majors. Anyway, but I found Savage Transformation. Woo! okay guys let me bring you to class here
3: come gather around the
0: fire gather around the fire because (laughs) savage transformation is one of fang's best cards but this card specifically in my opinion is one of the best for countering russia some people
3: say it's a weak major power
0: i can see that However, there are two bonuses here. Okay. One, it's good for Fangs. Two, it is good against Russia. Perfect. I'm Fangs against Russia. Yes, I'm counting those as two separate things. Why? Because Savage Transformation, as some of you already know what this does, but I'm going to read it anyway for those who have forgotten or who do not know. Savage Transformation is a major power, yes, but it only costs two energy. Given the fact that Sharp Fangs is a high card play, low energy character, this works quite well. Yeah. So it gives you two elements. It gives you moon and it gives you animal. These are elements that you already have and already use. Once again, none of them are wasted and you don't get any extra ones that you do not need. Furthermore, it says to fear, then replace one explorer with a beast. And the picture, by the way, the card art is of a bunch of explorers like turning into werewolves. Oh, it's, it's cool. dope. Yeah. So, not only does it give you fear, but it lets you take and explore and transform them into a beast. First off, you get another beast. That is incredibly useful for fangs, because with your first innate ranging hunt, the more beasts you have, the more damage you deal. Right. More beasts literally equates to more damage. Furthermore, the more beasts you have, the more times you can do frenzied assault, which is a very high damaging power, but it requires you to sacrifice beasts. So having more beasts out there is
3: quite nice. And just more beasts on the board for me as well, right? to use and also to help us against that loss condition of losing beasts.
0: But we have described to you why Russia is so difficult and why their souped-up explorers are such a pain. Destroying doesn't kill them. Well, here's the thing. Not only are you getting another beast, they are losing an explorer. But they can't- wait, what? Here's the thing though. When you would kill an explorer, they just run away. Well, guess what? This isn't killing them! you are transforming them. Mm. This means that Russia can't do anything to you stop replace. this card. They lose a guy, you gain a beast. So the difference of upset is two in your favor.
3: You're thinking at home, you're like, oh sweet, you're exchanging an explorer for a beast, whoop de doo Against Russia, that means this everything. This is huge! Everything. One explorer is two damage that was about to
0: hit you. You're taking away a town. Which is insane. Basically, Russia has towns for explorers. Yep. It's very strange. But Killing Explorers has never been more valuable. And this card, not only does it negate them, but it replaces them. Yeah. The reason why that is so huge is because these guys are unkillable. They're so hard to get rid of. They're so hard to get rid of. Just leave. And so not only can you get rid of one of these really stubborn Soviets, but you also get another bro for your own team. Yes. But it gets even better. Elemental threshold! Because if you have two moon and three animal, which, if you are playing with fangs, is ridiculously easy, you will pretty much always be able to do this unless this is turn literal number one. Oh,
3: you triggered it every time.
0: You will always get this threshold if you have a brain (laughs) in your head. (laughs) It says, replace an additional one doing the exact same thing in the same target land or an adjacent land.
3: Double kill.
1: You get to do this twice. Oh, this is huge.
0: And with the fact that Sharp Fangs has reclaimed 1 on their tracks and Reclaim 2 later on, I was grabbing this card A bunch. every single turn, and I was doing this card every single time. Guys, this was critical. It was getting us some much-needed fear, and it was also replacing two Explorers with two Beasts. And more, yeah, more Beasts on the board, which we both needed. Right, and I was doing my Frenzied Assault all the time, yeah. which was doing extra damage. And I was using fear. Beasts
3: for defense all this the time. This was
0: huge. So, you can go ahead and put this card in your memory bank for cards that are perfect and i mean perfect for sharp fangs or many minds yes i know it may seem obvious but the thing is is sharp fangs and many minds are already quite good against russia this card is good against russia even if you are not yeah a beast user it's basically
3: like a multiplayer. but if
0: you are a beast user and you are going against russia this was made for you. So, I highly, 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 highly highly recommend this card. Yeah! Yeah! So, yes, guys, if you're playing as any Beast user in the future with expansions, come out with more Beast users, and you are going against Russia, and you find this card, please take it. Unless there is some other card that's even more perfect, this one was just absolutely divine.
3: And I was very happy to find this one. Oh, Wait, I wanted to talk about my major power that I picked up. Go for it! Win- Winds of Rust and Atrophy. I love this card. It's been, been around really since the base. Yep, it's been around for a while. It's like my old tried and true. Whenever it I see it, like, defense six, yep. winds, and... All right. It's like
0: a root beer float. It's yeah. always sweet to see it. And you know what? It always it's tastes like, good. Always
3: tastes good, <laughs> even after all these years. <laughs> even after how many years of playing this? That's right. All right, Winds of Rust and Atrophy it is a fast power, clearly. It costs three, but every single element, like Ryan was talking about, his ultimate cards, perfect for mines. You got air, you got water. And then you got animal, which all many minds uses Mm -hmm. from range three of a sacred site range three. I could have got anywhere on the board. Many
0: minds uses sacred sites so easy. I
3: was only making sacred sites because I needed more beasts. Many minds is definitely a sacred site user. Okay. So one fear and defense six replace a city with one town or one town with one explore. And then if you have three earth, three water and two animal you can repeat this power I did that oh, it was so great it can be repeated it can be repeated cause <laughs> you're thinking like oh defense 6 that's already a lot we were having like 19, 18, 12 damage, damage. in one yes. land
0: so <laughs> on I <one> jungle
3: <laughs> I repeated this power on the same land just to keep no blight from coming in cause there was like 13 <laughs> damage coming in it was insane it was insane absolutely insane those stupid
0: explorers do so much damage I, that's so annoying and when you usually see all these explorers like, eh, that's fine. There's five explorers here. That's 10 damage. Yeah, it's
3: <sighs> it's a lot. It's so, insane. That was my major power. And it got us mm, so close to the finish line.
0: <laughs> oh, goodness. Ironically, what they did is we had an event that came in that stalled the explore card. But the next turn, their explore, they would do two cards. Yep. And so what this meant was one turn we would have of like a tiny little break
2: this is a deep breath before the plunge.
0: Yeah. Ding! There's our one Lord of the Rings. Call me for the storm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we had one tiny little moment to, like, act. A reprieve. <laughs> right, a reprieve. And so we wanted to maximize it because this was the turn after they did the attack in every single land. We spoke about how they had that one wonderful stroke of luck for the bad guys where they had two stage three cards on the same space, in the same build space. Yeah. Where they literally went to every jungle... Mountain wetland and sand for the build. Of course, the turn progressed, and next turn it was attacking on each wetland, jungle, sand, and mountain. And that's where the majority of our blight came from, unfortunately. We did blight, by the way. Um, Which is an obvious... Oh, Oh, we blighted the island. (laughs) Oh, we blighted. (laughs) But the turn afterwards, they were just ravaging in a single jungle. We were fine with that. And then that is when we got the card that staved off their explorer. So we're like, okay, this turn, this is the one where we're gonna have to do something. Ironically, I had cleared off my other jungle so I just had one yep. jungle to worry about. Unfortunately, it had two blight in that jungle, oh. had one town, oh. one city, Wait, and eight explorers. Perfect! <laughs> but there was a disease there! <laughs> So, I had strife the city. Progress. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs>
0: oh, we're chipping away at him. Oh, so I was like, okay, well, let's check the blight card. Well, we had a blight card that said, you will add another blight unless you spend three energy per board or... Destroy presence. You destroy one of your own presents. It was like the untended land crumbles, I believe it was Something. called. yes. By the way, if we had a better blight card, we probably could have won a lot easier. Oh, yes. Um, anyway, so we had just as one land... To worry about because my one jungle was completely clear, and John had a clear jungle in one land. I did. And His other jungle wasn't clear, but you had defended it. I did. So that one was good. We only had this one land to worry about, and it was critical that we stopped it. Why? Because we had a single blight left on the card. Nice. Even with the new blight change. <gasps> anyway, so... <laughs> So we had one, and this land will blight if I don't stop it. And I had stopped all the other ones. So we were like, okay, what are we gonna do with this one land? I was like, guys, time to go for broke. So I forgot prey on the builders to go search for another major search. It was a hail mary. It was a hail mary, and I found unleash a torrent of the self's own essence. This card is quite comedic and quite awesome. Honestly, this one kind of reminds you Dragon Ball Z in a way, or at least to (laughs) me it does, because this is a card where you can go and. sacrifice some of your own stuff to do a massive Iron Man copyright infringement or (laughs) Kamehameha-like energy beam from your own chest and just and just go absolutely ham with the potential to do oh so much damage. However much
3: energy you have.
0: So let me go and describe this card. For Lo, it is the first time we have discussed this card on the podcast. Ooh, is this a Jagged Earth card? It is a Jagged Earth card. Unleash a torrent of the self's own essence. The picture is a artwork of Volcano Looming High with their proud panther statuesque figure. And there is just this molten beam of like like laser lava energy erupting from their chest, aiming down at the world. Oh, it's incredible. It's pretty dope. So it has four elements that it gives you, a sun, a moon, a fire, and a water. It is a fast power, and it does not target a land, but it targets you. It has to be yourself. This card has an option of two things. And it has an elemental threshold. So the first option is gain four energy. You may forget a power card to gain four more energy. So if you do that, then you gain eight energy. Cool. An energy spiking card, that's quite useful. If it ended right there, you know what? Not bad. By the way, did I mention this is a fast power for only two energy? So that's actually not too bad. Really good. The second option is pay X energy to deal X damage in a land that you are in. So, you can now see that if you have a butt-ton of energy, like Earth, or if you are... Serpent. Serpent, or maybe Keeper, or anyone. Heck, even Finder can do this.
3: Sure.
0: Um, Anyone who has a ton of energy, you can convert your vast energy stores into a massive damage-dealing power. However, it does have an elemental threshold that I mentioned not long ago. For just two sun and three fire, those elements are very hot, I may add, you may do both of these. So... Which is cheap. Only five elements to get the threshold. That's not so bad. That's not bad. So only two sun and three fire. Luckily, Sharp Fangs already has a card in their starting hand that gives them a sun. Ironically, this is the only wasted element that Sharp Fangs has in their entire hand. Or at least when I consider this card, it is a wasted element because this element of sun does nothing for your inates. And that card is Terrifying Chase. That is the one card that Sharp Fangs begins the game with that gives them a sun element. Anywho, so you need two sun... In- in order to get this elemental threshold to trigger, but seeing how Unleash a Torrent of the Self's Own Essence gives you one, you only need one additional. So I did, and since this card gave me a fire, that means I didn't need three, I only needed two extra. So I only needed one extra sun and two extra fire. Well, luckily I had a few fire cards in my hand already, so I was able to do both of these. The thing that was so crazy was, I was able to go and, with this problematic jungle I had, with the single city and town and eight explorers, I was able to gather one beast in there and do one damage, which just made an explorer move. That little panther hey. did its work. The thing that was funny was I didn't have a presence in that land, so that growth phase, I just went and calmly just...
3: In the middle of their army, Uh,
0: we had a hard time putting all the tokens and all the pieces of these invaders on that land. So it
1: kind of seemed funny. Just I'm just gonna pretend to be Kermit the Frog here because I'm a beast, and I'm just gonna kind of go in the corner of this jungle right here, guys. Don't mind me. Uh, Don't mind me here. And so the thing that was hilarious was so many songs about rainbows. Why are there so many songs about rainbows? Anyway, so what I did was I was able to go and grab this card, unleash a torrent of the self's own essence. I wish I could do what's <laughs> piggy. Come on! I can't do piggy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe
3: Laura could. I, don't Maybe, know. I bet Laura could.
1: Anyway, so then <laughs> I went and I forgot my card, which was prey on the Builders, because I didn't really need that one anymore. And so then, the way I kind of pictured it was, I figured since I added a beast, I was kind of pretending to be Kermit the Frog. So I had this mental picture of, there's just one kind of... <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed you're keeping up this <laughs> <long>. <laughs> There was one lowly beast that was very quiet and keep to himself. And then he goes, I'm a fire in Malaysia! <laughs> And he just nuked the entire And then Kermit just sipping the tea. <laughs> sipping the tea meme. I knew you'd probably like to live the rest of your life on this island, but that's none of my business. <laughs>
3: Boom! So I had this one
1: beast. Just that was my presence. Sorry, I added a presence, but
0: in the lore thematically, I figured that my one presence was like I captured a frog.
3: Yeah,
1: and I just he took went one of and many
0: minds as yeah. a swarm and
3: <laughs> beast.
0: So I just pictured like this little beast, and he just kind of waddles up to all these guys, and then just vomits this beam Molten. of pure energy yeah. that just vaporizes all these things. And so we were actually able to buy one more turn with out of one it. blight left on the. Car- Card. We had one blight
3: left on the card. We're doing great. All we had to do is uh, get of the fear cards. And Wait, so what
0: comes before? We had you? gotten the entire fear deck. We had gotten through all of it except for one card. We had three fear cards on deck, ready to go for the next turn. Not only that, but in the slow phase of that turn, the one that followed the massive Unibeam attack, we were able to get all the way up to three fear away. We just needed three more fear, three fear to, to get the final fear card, and we'll win. So, we went into the last turn, the one afterwards, and I say last turn because we saw that the bad guys were going to add a blight during the invader phase right. and there was nothing we can do to stop it mm-hmm. which means that the game will end in defeat this turn if we can't clinch it during the fast phase we were like uh oh but we well, to get through the fear cards we have Three fear cards on deck. We have one incoming blight that we cannot stop. We have three fear tokens to do. That's it. Yeah. For two players, we only need eight fear to get a next fear card. We had five already earned. So we just needed three. And we were like, okay, well, maybe the event card can get us some fear. And maybe the three fear cards that we have on deck, each of them resolving at level three, can get us just three fear. Guess what? That wasn't too much to ask for. Right? Event card comes in. Nope. Nothing. Okay, well, we still have three fear cards. First one, replace a bad guy with, like, another bad
3: guy. Uh. That doesn't do fear. Okay. uh, Next one. Replace a town.
0: Oh, you may remove some bad guys.
3: It was, like, remove a town if something was there or 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 something. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Last card. Hey, if you have
0: disease in the land, you can remove up to this many health of invaders. We're like, No!
3: We lost. Ah, We We lost. lost.
0: We lost. With an event card and three. Fear cards
3: generate single fear. All
0: we needed was just anything to give us three fear, and that's not too hard of an <laughs> ask. In fact, I was actually pretty confident that the fear cards were going to clutch it. Usually, when you have three fear cards and an event card, one of
3: them's going to go your way.
0: Those are four cards that any one of which could have maybe got you three fear. Come on, I've had fear cards give me more than that. Right. We had scapegoats earlier on. It gave, gave us six. Gave us six fear and Level two Ugh. now in hindsight, if I had done that unibeam frog attack on another land that killed more people, we actually could have won. However, hindsight's 2020 we'd have come to this understanding because of hindsight. We didn't know that at the time, yeah. and we were trying to stop the one land from damaging. So, this is what I meant when I said, was this was a winnable game if the fear cards hadn't flubbed on us.
3: So.
1: Ugh. Still a good game All right, It was a great game Don't
3: focus on the bad It was fun no, It was fun And like I you said You drafted such great cards Oh my goodness We as were far synergizing as with we our were,
0: We were As far as personal responsibility We did everything in our power to get a win And it was enough for a win
3: The ending thing was just simply the fear card. When it comes down to it Eric Royce let us down He did
1: <laughs> <laughs> bad for your cards <laughs> i blame the developer <laughs> Ted and all those guys are like, really? <laughs> you kidding
0: me? You shut your mouth. <laughs> 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 it's your fault, <laughs> not mine. I don't take <laughs> responsibility. Like you said, this is one of the reasons why I actually don't feel so bad about this game because we could have
3: won. Yeah. If the fear card was good and if the fear card gave us three fear tokens, we would have won. It would so be like Now I'm like second guessing, like maybe I could have played this to get an additional fear. You know, you started like, yeah, second like guessing. all the nickel and dime yeah, things. Yeah, like maybe I should have played that to get that extra fear. Right, but you
0: have the benefit of hindsight right now. I know. At the time you didn't know what card was coming up and
3: you didn't know what I didn't know that cards... we just literally need three fear to win the game if I
0: knew that we needed to just get three more fear I would have simply unibeamed somewhere else yeah. you know like but we don't know what would have happened because at the time we still had more fear cards to get through and we only had one blight left yeah and if they blighted there we would have lost and there was no other way to stop it so we had to unibeam right there it so... was the right thing
3: it just the fear yep. cards didn't break our yep. way so fun anywho, game
0: there was our game our most recent game I should say against Russia at level 6. I'm proud of us. Good job, buddy. I'm proud of us. We did get really good event cards in the early and mid game. Late game, they screwed us over. So, well, hey, ironically, the event cards did something new for me and they did something not new. The new thing they did for me was the fact that they actually helped me for once.
3: a lot of the time. Even twice. (laughs) The thing
0: that's not new, though, is that they screwed me over. What was I saying? (laughs) It's like you go to the casino. You go to the
3: casino, you're at the roulette table, you keep betting on black, and you're like, I'm up a thousand bucks I'm winning two thousand three thousand look alright I'm gonna bet one more time on black one last time before I go home and it lands on red and you lose it
0: <laughs> so it does not matter how many times it helped you in the beginning and in the middle <laughs> the only thing that matters was that it screwed you over in the end Ryan still hates events <laughs> It was fun. They were fun. Uh, yeah, actually. <laughs> it was a fun game. But that's just what happens. Sometimes events screw you over. Sometimes yeah. they help you. Randomly. But I'm proud of us for how we played because this was your second time with it's, Many Minds. Yeah.
3: Ever. Yeah.
0: You've never played Many Minds but your first I was like very relearning their cards. I'm like, but, wait, there's five again? <laughs> and the first time you played with Many Minds, you were in a high player count game where you were trying to like help new players. Right. They weren't super versed with the game. And so you were kind of helping other people and you weren't focusing on your own. Correct. Board, So you didn't have proficiency with the character. Our events were screwing us over for the end game. <laughs> for the end game. And we weren't using lure. Yeah. Which is a wonderful the counter. The cheat code. That's the cheat code. And I
3: didn't want a cheat code. So I think that we did A-OK for all these things. I think it was when the invader card was revealed under the fear card those two times. That, oh, hey, by the way, if really the blight card it. was better, we also would have done great. Yeah.
0: I mean, if we had a still healthy island. Island or back against the wall, or aid from lesser spirits, we could have done just fine. Yeah. Or hey, if it was a card that maybe just, uh, I don't know, probably just made you lose a presence or something like that. Heck, it could have even been tipping point, and we would have been we fine. We would have been fine with tipping points. We would have been fine with tipping point. But whatever. The RNG is what was bad, not our performance. And that is why I'm happy. I know I said basically the synopsis of that. Our performance was good, RNG was bad, and that happens when you have a lot of modular things.
3: It makes me all the more excited to play Russia again. Right. Be like, alright, oh, you know, you're like cracking as your knuckles. Weird as, like, it, yeah, as
0: weird as it sounds, that wasn't nearly as bad as I thought. No,
3: and it was honestly pretty fun. It was pretty fun. It was. Because sometimes, some of these adversaries, like England, are like, oh, this is so right. awful. Not awful, like badly designed. It's just like, right. they so difficult. They're so always So incredibly building. difficult. Yeah. And
0: there's a lot of people out there who, if you are unaccustomed with Spirit Island, or you haven't done it yet, if you're a newer player, you might think, why are you guys playing Beast users against Russia, who hunts beasts. It doesn't make any sense. Why would you want to play beasts if you are being hunted by a player who goes after beasts? Hunt the hunted. So here's the actual reason why, and that is if you don't have a beast token user, the ratio of beasts on the board is very much in Russia's favor because you're only going to have two beasts per player on a board without any beast users. Let's see. If you have a two-player game for We Did, if we weren't beast users, there would have been four beasts. They would need to kill three beasts total, and they would have won. So the reason why it's actually not a bad idea to play as beast characters is because you can smother the ratio. We had like 20-something beasts Oh, we on never the board. had to worry about that loss. And condition. they never got us, not even once. Yeah. So here's the thing, even if they killed 10 beasts, We'd still be even fine. if they killed 11 beasts, or even 12 beasts, we would have been fine. So what this means is, yes, they can hunt you, and yes, they may even kill you, but you are spamming the board with so many beasts that they can't even keep up. Never mind the fact that you are using those beasts to kill them. Yeah. So the more beasts that you have, the less that they are going to be killing. What Honestly, helps too is, they never once did Hunter Swarm the Island.
3: Yeah, Not was, even once. It was incredible. What helps too is the reason they didn't do that is because fangs and mines make the beast so mobile. They do. So, so we, you can evade really th- well. Because obviously we blight out and lose. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But we were able to move our beasts so yep. they wouldn't be destroyed by blight. So that is really helpful as mm. a beast user to so move them. So that's one thing
0: that you can go and remind yourself, dear new listener, if you haven't played Russia before. And that is, if you're going against Russia, bring at least one beast user to significantly help you. You don't have to, of course. Yeah. And if you want to take Russia on at a lower difficulty than what we described for you here, that's totally fine. They're very hard. I do not blame you for doing such a thing. And if you want to kind of warm yourself into it and kind of, instead of jumping into the deep end of the pool, if you want to go and kind of walk in, sure. that's totally fine. Totally fine. But I would simply recommend have maybe one beast user. You don't have to have all the beast users, but I would say that it wouldn't be a bad idea to do
3: precisely basically just that. Yeah, throw in Trickster or Lure and obviously the two we just played.
0: Yep, so ironically we do not have enough time to go into all of the data from our surveys or all of your comments but don't worry you can wait for all that
3: in part two, baby! And it's going to be jam-packed. We have a lot of data, comments, We got a lot to get through so hang
0: tight. I hope you didn't mind us talking about our game. I think that's helpful for all the medium to beginner players to hear basically our battle report and I hope that you even if you are someone who's a veteran I hope you didn't mind a little battle report yeah it's just fun to hear yeah. about
3: games I like listening about yeah
0: it. don't worry we got content for you that's on the way but until next time we will catch you guys on the flippity flap. <laughs>
2: You weren't expecting this, Zatcho, now were you? How are we doing, everyone? Editing Ryan here, and I'm back again to inform you about our Brandenburg Prussia Adversary Survey. As many of you know, we are in the process of producing our Adversary Series, where we'll take a look at each adversary in the game and discuss their strengths and weaknesses, along with any additional comments you all have made. If you'd like to get your thoughts vocalized here on the show, feel free to visit the survey on BoardGameGeek and leave any tips you may have for us over there. I'll leave a link to the survey down in the comment section of this episode on SoundCloud. If you're listening to us from another website, don't worry. You can find us on Facebook as well, where I've posted the link there also. Just type in The Kindred Spirit Podcast in the search bar and look for our logo. It's true that in order to produce a series of this caliber, we will need to gather a significant amount of data, and it will take a considerable amount of time. This will be an ongoing series, but I want you to know that moving forward, we are going to interject other episodes here and there that are completely unrelated to that topic. Right now, it looks like we're going to have to split the Adversary Analysis episodes into multiple parts, since we have received so much feedback that we can cannot get all of it into a single episode. While there will be multiple parts of these episodes, we will not necessarily be covering each next adversary back to back to back. We'll be taking a break from the adversary series every now and then to feature other conversational subject matter that we don't want to ignore. We have some pretty cool ideas and some exciting things coming down the pipeline that I think you'll really enjoy. Stay frosty and make sure to keep your ear close to the ground. Thank you so much for continuing to follow us. Your support means more than you know. Stay active out there, everyone. And more importantly, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay awesome. I'm Editing Ryan, and I'll catch you guys on the next one.